when we look at this verse, which every one of you probably have, have memorized it sometime or heard it enough that you would. But in the fifth uh, chapter, in the 17th verse, Paul said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, that's mankind, man or woman, he's a new creature. When God saved you, you become a new creature, a new person. You have new ideals. You have new plans. Everything about you is new. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, we can know that sometimes when God saves a person, if they've got obvious sins in their life, they just knock it off. They just stop. Others hang on to it for a while. We all are different. It depends on how long we've been doing a habit what our background is, what our teaching is. But everything about you ought to be new. I don't mean you're sinless. I don't mean nothing like that at all. But when God makes it very clear when he says, you know, behold, all things are become new. And I've had people ask me, what are those things? All things. You, sometimes you don't read the same material that you read. Sometimes you don't watch your favorite TV show anymore because there's nothing but filth and sex and cussing and drinking. You don't watch them. Some people continue to watch them. It don't make them lost, but it makes them to the point of how much is God going to use them. more our life is fashioned after the Lord, the more he uses us. And that's what makes you happy if you're being used. Now, Christ makes us new creatures. That's my title if I had to have one. What is the natural man like? The natural man does not perceive God. He doesn't understand. You try to explain the bride to a lost man. He's going to think there's something wrong with you. You tell a lost man, you need to get in church and you need to be faithful. Goes right over the top of their head. They can remember, you know. I remember a lot of things that Brother Huntley said to me at uh, two weeks he was in the hospital with me, and in my case, the 30 days following, or 25 or whatever it was. But God says in Romans 8 and verse 7, Romans 8 and verse 7, he said, because the carnal man is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. When we tell a lost man, when somebody 
told me when I was lost, Tony, you need to stop doing that. It went right over the top of my head. I couldn't stop even if I wanted to. I may have gone, gave up this and picked up something else. But a lost man can't perceive the things of God. So if we be totally honest with ourselves, and we have known church members, you know, and, and I'm not bringing it up again, but, you know, when God was dealing with, with me, and I'm going up 25, and there's a little bar there, and you go in there, and you see your Sunday school teacher at the bar, or you see one of the elders at the bar. What is this? It's a game. Because a lost person can't continue to serve God because he doesn't have the ability. And a saved man can't continue to do the things of a lost man because the new man in him will make him miserable. Consequently, he cannot please God. Look at the next verse. When we look at the very next verse in verse 8, so then they that are in the flesh can not please God. They may think they are. You know, I, I have lost people, and there's no doubt I know lost people that read their Bible every day. But they can't understand it. There's no difference. What the devil is doing, hey, He's comparing himself to the church member that don't read his Bible, comparing him to the church member that doesn't pray, doesn't attend church, and he says, well, you know, what's the difference? But God's Word, it makes no difference what I say or you say, but when you look at the Word of God, and he said, because the carnal man is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. God doesn't expect a lost man because if he does something spiritual, he's just acting, play acting. He doesn't know that. You know, how many person have, people have gone to church because mom asked her or grandma asked her? But you can't continue it. You can't make that a way of life because you don't have the power to. Christ makes us new creatures. The second point we want to look at is it is Christ who makes the difference. See, this flesh cannot make the difference because this flesh is my enemy. There's nothing good about this flesh. We teach, you know, uh, The little lady that invited everybody to the shower that was in his family, he's two and a half years old. He's reading. He read his first book. I watched him last night. Got that little book and read it. You know. Why? Because care does nothing but work with that kid. 
Now, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm saying yes or no or whatever. But if we want to be everything that Christ wants us to do, we got to work with the Holy Spirit. Because when we read something in here, it's God's Word, and the Holy Spirit should be convicting us. Hey, I feel bad when I don't pray. I feel bad when I don't do this. I feel bad when I don't do that. And yes, God knows. You don't have to inform God. There are days you don't feel like doing a lot of things. But I personally believe, you don't have to believe this, I personally believe if I would stop doing the things that I know I should do and I feel like doing, if I just stop them, there will be a time when I won't be able to do them. It's, you can't love your wife just on her birthday and anniversary. You know, y'all have no idea how many marriages I have worked with that said, but honey, every birthday, what do I do? When, tell the preacher what I do on your birthday. You know, what that statement was? Ignorance. Nothing but pure ignorance. You can't make up for 364 days by... <laughs> and you can't make up your life by every once in a while when your guilt gets so heavy that you'll say, God, I'm sorry. Will you please forgive me? Repentance is a change. And if the only time that Steve Hampton repented was when God saved him, listen to me. I, I try to fly me. I'll use me. If the only time is when God saved me, I know me. I know me. Only person knows me better than me, and that's God. If I only repented when I got saved, God, come on, let's quit kidding ourselves. We ain't saved. Saved life is a day by day, sometimes hour by hour of repenting. Saying, Father, I'm sorry. I can't believe I thought that. I can't believe I said that. We become in touch, you know. A good doctor will tell you one of the first that has told me lately was Dr. Marshall, who I go to now. Our first visit, he said, Preacher, you need to keep in touch with you. And a lot of people said, what was he talking about? Do you have a pain back here that you never had before? Does that pain get worse if you do certain things? That's your body talking to you. But you know what we intelligent human beings do? Oh, I'm just getting old. I'm old. Uh, I've, I hung some lights up. You've got to keep in touch with your body. You've got to keep in touch with your mind. And you've got to keep in touch with your Savior. Christ must actually, must actually indwell in us. He must actually indwell in us. Christ is in us. 
you know, and, and if we don't do that, we're in trouble. And that's what God tells us. Romans 8, 10, you know, he tells us that we need to look at it. It says, you know, and it tries to be in you. The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is live because of righteousness. Notice that last part. The life, life said, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. The Holy Spirit lives in me. The Holy Spirit is righteous. Am I following the flesh or am I following the spirit? Whatever your answer will show out in your way of life, are you doing what God wants you to do or are you doing what you want to do? And No, we human and I found out a lot of times I want to do this, I just don't have the will to do it. My body may be hurting, I may have a, something else, but God deals with us. God is what we need to look at and to thank God for that he cares for us. He, he cares for us so much that he gave his own life that you and I may have life. And I mean, you know, for a person to die for somebody who really doesn't even care about him. I didn't care about God until God came to me first. This old silliness, one day I just came to myself and I decided to be saved, it didn't happen. And if some preacher told you that or you told your own self that, the only reason that I changed my mind was God worked on me because Romans tell you a dead man can't change his mind. A lost man says does what is common. Now, he can start doing something to get his wife back. Get her husband back. But it won't last. Because you can't buy love. Can't do it. It is only when Christ is in us that we become acceptable. See, there's nothing in me. If you believe in total depravity, see, now what you should have already seen I've already taught about four different doctrines here in what, 15 minutes. Doctrine is what you are, Steve. Doctrine is what you are. When I say, what do you believe? You be honest with me and I can talk. You be honest with me and I can tell whether you're saved, whether you're out of God's will or whether you belong to some Protestant group. Because doctrine will describe what you really are. God said in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, He said, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. We like the first part, don't we? There is therefore now no condemnation which to them which are in Christ Jesus. 
We stopped right there, man. <laughs> What's saved always saved. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, what does he say? Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. See, what we really believe will affect our attitude, our walk, our disposition. Man, that's good teaching. God said in Romans chapter 8, verse 38, Romans 8, 38, notice what God said. He said, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present or things to come. Nor life, nor death. Any other creature shall be able to separate us. Amen. That's why it's eternal security of the blood-bought believer. It's not the eternal security of the baptized believer. But God makes it clear. See, he removes, removes all doubt. When he started in 38... For I am persuaded (coughs) neither death nor life nor angels, principality, powers, nor things present nor things to come. I don't know what's going to come in my life tomorrow. But I know who holds tomorrow. The same person that brought me through today is there to bring me through tomorrow. But yet, we worry about tomorrow. I'm just thankful that we say and talk about Brother Hunley. He's one, the first one that taught me. He said, Brother Vance, you, you can't pray and worry at the same time. I was I was nearly saved. I had no idea what he's talking about. I was in pain. I was supposed to get married. I'm sitting up there in the hospital in the bed, you know, day after day after day after day. But God didn't change. The apostles also preached salvation through faith in Christ alone. Romans chapter ten. Romans chapter ten. Verse 8, God said, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we speak. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, God have raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Brother Ross Range used to say most people are going to miss heaven by 18 inches. You know, 
approximately the distance from your head to your heart. You can believe it in your head, you know. I haven't, you know, when I'm, especially when I'm involved in a wedding of a younger couple, you know, you're running on feelings. You're running on feelings. Yeah. You're learning. And you're going to make mistakes. Your husband's going to make mistakes. Then comes that little four-letter word, love. Love is able to overlook that. God don't overlook it. He just gives us a way out of it. Then the next point is there is Christ. Those in Christ are changed people. Paul used the Greek word which means qualifiedly. You know, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, we all know that. If you're in Christ, you're a new person. No one can be in Christ without being radically changed. You know. I've, I've told you about people that I, I know, I know, that on a Sunday morning they come off, walk down the aisle and, and ask for forgiveness and talk to me privately and tell me what they were doing and, and God convict them of them. Left the church about 10 minutes after 12 and I found them by accident. I wasn't look, out looking for them doing the very same thing that that person it said two or three hours later that God had convicted them of. You can't play a game with God. I don't understand it. The transformation is, is called reconciliation. Your body was an enemy to Christ. Through the blood, he reconciled that sinner to a perfect Christ. Without the shedding of the blood, what? There is no remission of sin. That's what the book of Hebrews tells us. and say if somebody ate for supper <clears throat> sticking right there but then I got thinking why I was preaching I ain't had no supper yet so <laughs> so it didn't happen <clears throat> but I'm alright God tells us we change from being an enemy of God to becoming a friend Romans 5.10 (coughs) For if when 
we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. See, it's even more. Then he goes on in verse 11. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. That is when you're saved, and you know you're saved, and then a week, month, two or three months later, you really know it. See, when God grants repentance, you as good news, but you don't, or at least I didn't, I didn't quite understand what that meant. But as I grew, I knew that uh, I had I came to Him through repentance and faith. I told the Lord, "I'm I'm sorry for the way I live." And that repentance goes on. James does repent once. You know, we talking to some people. You know. And I'm thankful. I had a lot of bad habits, but, uh, and I'm proud of this in a right way. My three kids have heard me and seen me do a lot of things. They've never heard me curse. My wife has never heard me curse. Now, I've done a lot of things worse (laughs) worse than that. But see, we all got things that we wouldn't do. But one little sin that's not covered in the blood is going to take you to hell, people. So I can't find any pride in that to say, hey, I'm special. Maybe there's another person that haven't did this or did, did that. But we can't lean into that because the devil will get you thinking, See, you can do it on your own, and you can't. Nobody can. The old nature is being crucified or put to death. And how do you know it? When God saved me, and I was just like everybody else, I had a lot of sin in my life, and he didn't take all of them away from me that's, Tuesday morning, you know. I've heard some people say when God saved me last week and uh, everything's new. Well, I still had a little, a few things I had to work on. But he kept until he took them away. Now, the reason I say this, the old nature is being crucified or put to death. Romans 6, 6 said, Know this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Henceforth, henceforth, we should not serve sin. See, there's no reason. See, knowing this, that our that the old man is crucified with him. So there's 
we can't lean to as what I've done in time past, and probably some of you, well, you know, it's, it's that's hard on me. I can't, can't do that. When something is crucified, it don't have no more life in it. So it isn't the saved man, Brother Steve, that's sinning. It's that old flesh that keeps you up at night. Every time I have a spell with my heart, it's not my spirit, it's my body. Stayed out in the sun too long, lifted something too heavy, ate something I shouldn't, got aggravated. All of those things and that little order. Okay, Father, you follow me? This body is my enemy. All right. Our last point, maybe a few scripture here. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The word used for old in the original and not simply old, but the original sin has been done away with by Christ's death on the cross. The original. Christ paid that sin debt. So the sin that we sin is because we're living in a sinful tabernacle. Hebrews 10.10 10. Hebrews 10, chapter 10, verse. God said this. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Now, there's a group that says, you know, when God saved them, they don't sin no more. They live above sin. Now, I would have got excited about that because I would like to join a group like that, but... Knowing what I know, he just lied to me. There's not a man upon the earth that doesn't sin. But you can tell whether a man is saved or lost. Or at least you certainly can tell whether in God's will or not. Because if I do something that I know is wrong, it bothers me. And I'd really be upset if it didn't bother me. Think about that. If you can lie and it not bother you, man, and you profess to be saved, Christ must have lost his power. He washed you in some broken down blood. No, see, when a saved person sins, if they're not out of the will of God, it bothers them. And if you're out of the will of God, he just deals with you. But it's not always right then. Let me tell you what a grandbaby does for you. You know, grandbaby is just a special babies. 
But what those babies does for you, he said, now see, a lot of people don't believe that and they don't believe it for a reason. They don't have to deal with it. But the Bible is plain. He'll take my sins, if he wants to, he'll pass it down to generations. My granddaughter's going to get married here last of the month. You know, and if they have a baby, and that baby is born with some problem, it could be because of my sin. And the average parent said, I don't like to hear that. I don't believe that. Ain't nothing to it. Then you show them the scripture. Well, it, it's got to mean something else. Yeah. I mean, pass me the potatoes. It doesn't mean pass me potatoes. I don't know what it means, but if God said it passed it down, it's going to pass it down. See, what that is, because children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren are a gift from God. Then the exclamation, behold, indicates surprise and delight as the total change which has taken place in the believer. Wasn't you amazed a little bit what you thought and what you did after God saved you? And as you grow, you know, man, I'm I'm glad this didn't happen to me 20 years from now. I I would have sure messed that up. That's called maturity, physically, spiritually, and mentally mature. We got to remember our body. We deal with it physically, mentally, psychologically, and what we, how we deal with, what we read, what we watch, who we talk to, what subject you talk to. All things will become new. The verb here is in the perfect sense, which indicates that things not only became new in the past, but continue to become new in the present. I mean, you just, it was new. There's, you know, I'll soon be 78 years old, and there's some foods that I haven't ever ate. Some of them I hope I never was forced to eat, but they would be new to me, you know. So, you know, it's like things, donjours, donors, or whatever little pretend restaurant is over here. You know, never ate there, so Jim and him and, and Jacob said, let's try it once, Papa, you'll like it. So I went down the list and I said, a, a hamburger, surely those Mexicans or whatever they are couldn't run a hamburger. They did. 
Well, you know, Caitlin, bless her heart, looked at me and she said, well, at least you tried it, that, Papa, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> the devil probably was too. <laughs> Put something like that in your body. But see, besides that foolishness, all things are new. I'm talking about spiritual. I've been saved. I've been saved a long time. But yet, my greatest time of my day is that early in the morning when I get up and I fix me a coffee and, and I talk to the Lord and then I got a portion of Scripture. That's my greatest time because... No matter what I've got to do, what the problem is, for that person I've set aside. And so far, not every day, but the biggest part of those days is just me and the Lord. Best time of my whole day. But see, you've got to plan that. And you've got to plan as we close. God said, all things are become new. The verb here is in the perfect tense, which indicates that things not only became new in the past, but continue to become new in the present. Uh, We'll close after this. As you grow in grace and knowledge, you'll learn things that maybe the one sitting next to you, if they just speak out and say, well, I already knew that, but it was new to you. I mean, it made you happy. And you know why? Because God made it so we all don't grow at the same pace. But if we study and pray and read. I read, then I pray, and then I study. But it takes all three of them for me. But I can do it because our text verse said, in, you know what, in Second Corinthians 5.17, everything's new. Got the same old body. It still hurts sometimes, still bothers me, but every day I wake up with a new ability to worship God. And if you let the world get you off on the right, wrong foot, you miss a whole day that you don't know what God would have done for you or would have worked in your life. Because he doesn't have to. But I believe he wants to. But God is not like us parents. He don't make an easier way. He said, I am the way. Learn that. That the is a definite article. When he said, I am the way, it's the only way. God will bless you if you do it his way. Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you.